Gary Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Toronto Large. I am your happy-go-lucky host, Richard Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Also, at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us, because we just want to be loved. All right, we're going to need to get a, a different picture, I think. But joining us now is newly elected Alderman Elizabeth Ann Moreau here in the Queen City. She represents Da East Side, a neighborhood that those of us who've been around long enough, or neighborhoods we know to call the Lake and Youngsville. You also uh, have the joys of Bodwell Road, among among many others. So you're, you're geographically, uh, your your ward is pretty far flung, literally. Yeah, and uh, you get an interesting mix of uh, different housing developments and all kinds of stuff over there. Very interesting neighborhood. So congratulations on your win. It was uh, a commanding victory, actually. Uh, not bad for a, a new, a new a first-timer, right? Oh, up, 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 up. One, two, three. Hold on. Cheese, mic number four. Mic number four. And your mic is on, just so you know. Okay, try now, Elizabeth. I was uh, pretty surprised at go. the polls. I was writing down the numbers, and um, I re- <laughs> heard the first two numbers. Like I must have got it at this point. And they read my number, and pretty awesome moment. Yeah. So uh, d- now, did you did you have a sense perhaps that you were going to come out on top, or did you really not know? Uh, in the morning, there's a lot of constituents that came by, shook my hand, glad to speak to me. Towards the afternoon, everyone was just avoiding everyone, so I didn't really know what the feel was in the <laughs> afternoon. Um, so I was kind of nervous towards the end there. Yeah. Now, did you do a lot of door-to-door um, in the primary? Or in I the, did in the, in the primary. Yeah. Um, a lot of radio TV here mm-hmm. and uh, with Ed, Ed and Joe's show. Um, a lot know, of I, I have a TV show, too, if you'd like to come on that. I didn't know that. Open invitation. Yeah, Thursday <laughs> nights from 6 to 7. Definitely. I'll there definitely do that before the election. Yes. Um, mostly I've been meeting with groups of people, though, separately. You know, yeah. town halls, when they have their calls, emails coming in. I do things like that. So um, as you were going door to door, what, what, what sense were you getting from people, whether it was sort of their, I'll call it their mood, were there particular issues that they brought up, were they just kind of like cranky and like, eh? you know, what, what, what were you getting? There's a lot folks? of cranky people, but, you know, they had a reason <laughs> to be cranky. Um, you know, without having representation for six months, our, a lot of our sidewalks are overgrown. A lot of their questions and concerns are going unanswered for six or seven months. You mean um, they weren't calling their aldermen at large? They got a couple of responses, but I, I understand it's hard for them to cover and canvas the whole city, too. Um, so that's pretty much what I've been doing since the election is getting plenty of phone calls, about 40 or so. A lot of emails. <laughs> 40 phone calls since A lot of different election? things, zoning wow. issues. Um, just they want representation. They want their city, their yeah. ward cleaned up. I actually come to think of it now. They think I think I sent you uh, uh, something from your ward that I picked up when I was going door to door with uh, John DePietro along Candia Road. Mm-hmm. I have to. I will. I will publicly express my disappointment at the building department for uh, not returning my calls or responding to my emails, mm-hmm. uh, sending them along. So I figure out well, they have an alderman now. They won't ignore her. <laughs> uh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, but okay. So if that's the way they want to play, but, uh, that's unfortunate because city bureaucracy sometimes does turn a deaf ear. And in this case, you know, as, uh, said to me by the constituent over this fencing issue with their neighbor, that's like, they were told, yep, they can't do that. We'll have it down in a week. And they were then told nothing we can do about it. And, uh, they didn't really follow up with this neighbor. They just left it there. (laughs) He had to keep calling to find out what was happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Very frustrating. That's a lot of the things I'm trying to make those connections, meet with the department heads, hopefully mm-hmm. within the next week or two. 
yeah. and get those concerns out there. Yeah. So now you were you were sworn in uh, right two weeks ago. Right. Was it like September twenty seventh? Yeah. Uh, somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Uh, or was it the twenty sixth? Twenty eighth. The twenty eighth. Oh, sorry, my phone. <laughs> well, whatever it was. Yeah. So, um, what what has uh, what has sort of surprised you since you've been elected? What, what What's happened that you didn't expect? Um, what Other I than didn't an avalanche expect, of, constituent, of constituent phone calls. Nothing else. I mean, I, I was surprised that the election and the campaigning is twice as hard come the general election. Yeah. <laughs> so we're hitting the streets harder. We're hitting the radio more. We're hitting groups, having more roundtable meetings. Um, oh, oh, roundtables. Roundtable. Yeah. Everyone in my ward is invited. Even if you're not from my ward, you can come on in. <laughs> First Wednesday of the month at Dunkin' Donuts on Candia. Oh, so. okay. All right. So first Wednesday of November? Yep. So that would be November 1st at 6 o'clock. November 1st at 6 p.m. Yep. All right. So you're having a a, a, a round table, an mm-hmm. open event for the – all right. So now um, what have you done to try to get up to speed as an alderman? I think I've seen you at meetings that you're not a committee member of. Or yep. I'm assuming the mayor just had you uh, uh, take former alderman Pappas's seats on the committees that he was I'm on. I'm on his committees. I yep. jumped right in on Tuesday on the Youth and Drug Services Committee, I believe it's called. Uh-huh. Um, that's interesting. Um, one of my concerns, which I think we need to focus more on, is the children of the drug addicts yeah. and giving them the support they need in elementary school. Um, I'm still trying to get a feel of what we're actually doing at that level. Yeah, well, I, 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 I can tell you as a school board member that um, that is a, a, a subject of discussion. Uh, not only what are we doing, but what should we be doing and uh, how or why. Mm-hmm. And uh, personally, I think one of the things that the city has done an awful job at um, is getting the parents involved. Yeah. You know, if uh, one of the things that I would, I would certainly like to see myself is each school hold an event about what's happening specifically having invited parents to come, like this Chris Heron thing that's being done at the schools. Mm-hmm. Don't want to take away from the event. I think it's a wonderful thing. My question is, if it's that wonderful, why aren't you inviting the parents in to, if nothing else, share the experience of what their kids are going to witness or at least be able to say, oh, the Chris Heron story? Let me Google that yeah. and uh, find out what it's all about so they, they can get clued in on the discussion. I, I think that uh, it's almost become containerized. It's, it's got to be the classroom. It, it's got to be the school. It's got to be this organization. It's got to be that event. Mm-hmm. It's got to be... And there's really not a whole lot of community engagement. I don't know if that's your observation, but that's my experience. Um, being a parent of a daughter in Green Acres, I haven't heard anything about you know drug prevention programs in the school. Not necessarily just the drug prevention, but giving the support to the kids that are born on drugs, possibly or potentially. Yeah. Um, I don't think we focus on them enough. Yeah, well, we have a huge number of kids that are starting now to mm-hmm. come into the schools, to the preschool um, uh, program, mm-hmm. that are born to these addicted mothers, and mm-hmm. they are they are needy kids. They yep. are going to need a lot of a lot of help, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure that we're prepared for that, frankly. Yeah, and if we don't address it, it's going to lead to the next generation of kids that have the same problems. So, oh, absolutely. So uh, you're getting your feet wet on the issues. You've been meeting with department heads. What, what, what about the, the city operation so far has been sort of enlightening, uh, frustrating, uh, cool to find out? Um, the really frustrating part is the charter overall. I, I, nothing there makes sense to me. The charter? Yeah. There was a thing on Facebook where the Teamsters financial disclosure was put onto someone else's uh, page and oh, everyone yeah. was all up in arms about it. Yeah. Uh, my concern is why do you not? Why are you not required to actually disclose 
who you're getting funds from, what you're spending money on. Right. And if there's no punishment or if there's no repercussions, why bother filing the financial disclosures to begin with? Yeah, I, I kind of made that point when I ran two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, I made kind of a big to-do out of a whole lot of stuff because people, frankly, were just violating the charter. Yep. And there's nothing that can be done. So, yep. uh, yeah, it, it probably uh, needs to be tightened up. A lot. <laughs> a, a, a lot. Uh, you know, no no doubt about that. See, I personally, I don't have a problem with people or labor unions or whoever donating, you know, as much money as they want to somebody. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense to me that there shouldn't be instant and immediate disclosure of who got money from what. Yep. And, but what you do see in the filings are, uh, you know, groups like, say, Emily's List. Oh, yeah, I, one of the reasons why I did it is, you know, it was an outfit, uh, Save the Children Action Network. Mm-hmm. They spent a lot of money two years ago. They didn't file anything until the very last filing report of the campaign season, which was after the election. That's when we discovered they spent almost $100,000 on races Mm -hmm. for school board and aldermen in Manchester. Yeah, actually, if you don't file anything at all, ever, at any point in time, there's nothing that's going to be done. Um, I believe maybe if you're an incumbent, potentially there might be something, but I don't think they can hold you accountable for not filing. Yeah, we have to make quarterly reports as incumbents on our on our. There's an alderman that hasn't, I think, in the past two months or anything to do with the election. Yeah. Um, and he's still there. And so. there it is. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I uh, we're, we're, we're coming up on the break. Would you like to stay a little longer? Yeah. All right. We'll continue with Alderman Elizabeth Ann Moreau, newly elected in Manchester Ward 6, already facing Mm -hmm. (laughs) re-election with the coming election this November. You are listening to the Dread at Large radio show. I'm Rich Gerard. Good morning.